We have a lot of hiking trails up there, apparently. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Brandon. Happy birthday to you. And many more. That's right, you're listening to Marking Out, episode 170. If you did not know that when you clicked into the link, you could go listen to any of the past episodes at MarkingOut.com. You could also go subscribe on iTunes. You could go follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. You could also go like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. I am your host, Dave the Rave, that all the ladies crave, and you could go follow me on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. And I am here with the host with the most, the birthday boy himself. You could go follow Brandon. Been, it, it was it should have been the host with the most, the birthday boy to boast. There you go. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing this week? I am today? doing awesome as always. That rendition of Happy Birthday, we're going to have to pay for that, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, that was probably the most depressing thing I've ever heard. I know. It sounded like it could have been sung at... Uh, a fucking uh, funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you sing that at a funeral, even? Uh, if if they wanted me it's to. Like, oh, Brandon actually passed away on his birthday. Does anyone want to anybody want to get in say this? a few words or anything? Pass out uh, some, like, Carvel cake? I'll do it. Happy birthday. <laughs> I mean, maybe I should have done it a little bit more happier, but... Yeah, I mean, it's got the word in the title. Happy birthday to okay, you. Okay, relax. Happy birthday relax. to you. Relax, relax. Too happy? Maybe, but that's right. This is episode 170, as David said. Can we, like, listen back to that? Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's keep it on recording. Yeah, let's kick it off with some fan questions and comments. Uh, first up, we have Justin DeRosa. Great show as always, guys. I just wanted to let you know that Big E couldn't find... I don't know why I did that. Couldn't comment because he's preparing for his match versus Bad News Barrett. So he'll comment after the pay-per-view. And making its return is 5 Degrees of E. E True Langston's story was canceled after he dropped his last name. At Justin DeRosa316. P.S. I changed my Twitter handle and kept putting the old one on my last comment. No worries. We still follow you. So that's all that matters. Yeah, and uh, where's 5 Degrees of E? I kind of uh, missed that segment. I That little he, part. It was always a good laugh. He said after his match with Bad News Barrett, he was going to post it. But I was maybe because he lost his championship. Yeah. Like a bitch. Biggie Langston didn't even post anything. Wow, Brandon. Whoop, Those whoop. are uh, harsh words. Are they? Not really. Uh, Jason commented to us, Hey guys, keep forgetting to leave comments on the show, but wanted to make sure I got my comment in early this week. 
That's what she said. Whoa. Not really. Thanks for coming to That's NY- what she said. <laughs> <laughs> to NYWC April Rain. Hope you enjoyed the show. I noticed you didn't mention the 10 bell salute for Warrior. That took place before with Larry Legend and myself. No worries, though. Also wanted to say I really enjoyed the musical interlude, and I hope you decide to play more Skyburns Red on the podcast again soon. I did have a question, uh, one question this week. I always, always hear Brandon talk about WWE Shop, whether it's good or bad news. So I wanted to know what your favorite WWE Shop items have been, whatever they may be. Don't forget, with the goods comes the bad. So what are some of the worst things you guys have ever seen on WWE Shop? Keep up the good work. Jason at JLinic on Twitter. Thank you very much for your comment. You could also go check them out at the local uh, Long Island Ducks games. Uh, so and, and NYWC. Yeah, of course, and <laughs> NYWC. Unfortunately, I forgot all about the Warrior 10-bell salute because I wasn't even there for it. I got to the event late. Um, how was it? It was good. Yeah. Uh, Skyburn's Red. Yes, Skyburn's Red. You will be hearing more of them on the podcast. And don't forget to check out their debut album, Machines, coming out May... Uh, May 16th. Um, as for the WWE shop stuff, what I do you... Hear, no, I want to hear yours first. Do you have any? Um, least favorites or you, bads? You're old I'll go that you've, been, you've been with WWE shop for its existence, I'm sure. One of the worst <laughs> things I've seen was that Sin Cara penis shirt. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that slipped through. How yeah. They, like, how did they even let that... Yeah, the Sin Cara penis shirt. That was pretty bad. Um, they've had some pretty bad stuff. Yeah, I don't remember anything like pretty bad, like the eat sleep. Oh, the eat the streak or whatever. APA for that. Um, which pound, pounding. Yeah, pounding asses. Uh, what about you? Any bads? Let me, well, I guess we that, about that Brock Lesnar shirt and no. the new Evolution shirt. I think are running for the worst T-shirts. Yeah, I, I've, I kind of feel like T-shirt wise, they really have been slacking. Um, I haven't been a fan of any of the shirts that have been. I haven't been a fan of any Daniel Bryan shirt that has come out. The last Daniel Bryan shirt that I that I saw that I really liked and I regret not buying is um, the Ring of Honor shirt. Um, you didn't farewell. like any of them with the yes, 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 no, not, no, no. Not really. Uh, the what is it? Hugging? What is it? No. <laughs> the Kane and Daniel Bryan hug. Where they were bears and goat. No, I think the last one that I. I was so it was the Daniel Bryan versus Nigel McGuinness, uh, the whatever they said, uh, final, final battle. battle. I think 2009, so. maybe. Yeah, that T-shirt. I regret not buying. My favorite WWE shop item of all time is the hockey jersey of Chris Jericho that WWE released. I don't know if they released two different ones, but the one that was like more, I don't know, does it mesh? Is that the right word? Yeah. It was like that uh, hockey jersey. It was Ranger colors, and it had Y2J on it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I ended up getting that signed by Mick Foley. (laughs) (laughs) That's so random. But I got Chris Jericho hockey stick that he used at Madison Square Garden signed by him, so that's That's cool. cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of anything else that... I mean, recently, I can't really go back too far in my mind because, you know, getting slammed on your head so many times doesn't help. Uh, Other than that, I think the, the Rock American flag Brahma Bull shirts... They released a white one and a black one. I like those. Yeah, how's your white one? It's it's there. It's good. That's the one. I got, I got one, the stain uh, out finally. Yeah. yeah. Um, finally, but yeah. I mean, okay, some relax. some of those stains okay, they're relax. just tough. 
Uh, next comment is from Dave the Heel at Dave the Heel. Brandon should learn to love Big E, but in all seriousness, does Big E need a heel turn or a manager or something? I think so. I'd pair him with Rosa Mendez and have them be a, uh, oh, damn it. Uh, help me out here. Biracial? Yep, that would be biracial. A uh, couple and just have him boss her around to get heat. Uh, I definitely think Biggie does need the manager. I think he'll be... I don't think it should be a female, though. I really don't think it should be a female. And I, it's because, first of all, I would assume Rosa Mendez is taller than him. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat. <clears throat> And I think it should be somebody who could actually speak on the microphone and not sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah, because Big E doesn't... I don't think he does have good mic skills. I think he is pretty... I think when he tries to be funny, he just makes his promos sound even worse. So... But then, uh, then that goes, who should be his manager? Who could be his manager? I'll be... I don't even know if a, a heel turn would uh, help him. No, not really. I don't think it would help him all that much. I mean, there's a lot of other wrestlers in the WWE that could use heel turns... Um, and face turns, and I feel like Biggie is fine at the time as a face, especially with Rusev coming in as a heel. I feel like you don't want to have too many. But um, if you were to pair pair him up with a manager, bring back who? Have so and so step up. Who? Who do you do? I don't know. Cause like, not that this would ever happen, but if you bring back managers of the past, Jimmy Hart, then then that's. Being why do we being too goofy? Why do we have to bring back people from the past? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you bring back like Jimmy Hart, Armando like, Estrada, say, Estrada, what would that make Biggie Langston? Cuban, right? <laughs> like it didn't work for Kid. Yeah, I don't know. Which is a gimmick that they really messed up on with Kid having a manager every single week, and which, they just... which was very interesting because when we started this podcast, we said this same Brandon stuff. said that Tyson Kidd should get a manager, and then within maybe the next week or two, he got Michael Hayes, he got everyone. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what about Michael Hayes? No, they wouldn't. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> My- Michael Hayes would not approve of that. Um, Did you really say that? Like, yeah. Tell me you didn't just say that. <laughs> like when I was like thinking about it, I'm like that could work. And I'm like, there's no way Michael Hayes would sign off on that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but thank you so much for the questions and comments. Uh, <clears throat> we used to have twelve per episode. Just saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just used to be 12 per episode. But. J- Jasmine? Where are you at, Jasmine? Well, maybe she's studying. It's finals soon. That's true. Assuming. That's true. Everybody, keep up your studies. Yeah. But let's move on to Elimination Chamber as we had the pay-per-view this past Sunday, live at the Izod Center in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, what do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? Let's start off with the pre-show. Why don't we? Well, yes. Yeah. Well, what? What are you gonna say? I was gonna say. Do we? I just want to say how. Our okay. Well, yes. We normally prediction. just forget about it, but okay. I, I actually tied with David. Yes. Well, I tied with Brandon. Um, I was furious with this whole pay-per-view. Really? Because the network. Oh. And I know I wasn't the only one because when I tweeted it, people would tell me that their shit is also freezing, skipping, lagging. And then those people, other people who, I thought it was really funny because some people tweeted us 
And they're like, oh, mine's not skipping, no lag for me. And then you'd go to their page and see their current tweets, and they're tweeting about stuff that happened like five minutes, ten minutes beforehand. Mm -hmm. So it's like your shit is behind, you just don't realize it. Yeah. So it's like, I don't understand how WWE could have done Like, how how could they have this product? How could they have the product? I don't know what that is. That, is that Al Pacino? No, that's Barack Obama. How could they have the product? Um, let's go and I went to pre-show, why don't we? Uh, how could they? No, it's Yeah, don't, don't even. Uh, uh El Torito defeated Hornswoggle in the very first WLC match. It was actually a great opening match. Incredible for, match. For, uh, the pay-per-view. Well, not pay-per-view, but opening match, I guess. Why, like, WLC? WLC. They couldn't come up with a more creative name? I thought that was kind of creative. We. What the fuck is a we? It's a small ladders and like... chairs match. Where's the tables? You don't get a small tables match. There wasn't a small <laughs> table, was there? Yeah, there was. Really? Yeah. They had a small table. I didn't realize that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm almost positive they had a small table. Or also, am I thinking of SmackDown or something? I don't know. But that, some of those spots in, the, in that match, I just, I cannot believe, like when Three Man Band and Los Matadores all went through that, the tables on top of the ladders, yeah, no, the, the, the ladders on top of the tables. That was an awesome spot. How do you land like that on, on take, top of you, a ladder? You take the bump and, but it On top it, of a ladder? It has to hurt. Yeah. It a probably lot. does. Um, Hornswoggle diving through the ropes. I Hornswoggle. It was funny. Hornswoggle. 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 Right. Yeah. You keep saying horns woggle. Horns woggle. No. That pisses me off. Um, yeah. we. Uh, I was surprised that uh, the chair shot at the end looked like horns woggle. Didn't even get his hands up. That looked pretty good. It was good. a small chair, though. So Yeah. The crowd got into this match. Though. I was so happy there was a small chair. That made my night. <laughs> um, one of the commentators, Short Sleeve Samson. Oh, we didn't even mention that. Yeah, he got... They had, they had mini referee, mini announcer, and mini commentary team of JBL... Michael Small and Jerry Smaller, I think. I thought that it was a little bit overdue. Oh, no, Michael Troll. I don't know. I, I thought that it was unnecessary to have them on the commentary, especially when you still had Cole and JBL mic'd up in them, in the yeah, background. Yeah, well, it was them making fun of the other people. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't understand that. Michael, um, Michael, Michael. That was funny to mock JBL like that. Come on. Yeah. That was uh, vintage El Torito. But short sleeve uh, Samson, apparently he tweeted out a picture of him Facebook. at the... Facebook. Oh, it wasn't a tweet? I think it was his Facebook. Well, his even still. private so, personal Facebook. Talking in private, like, obviously privacy doesn't really help you out that much. Right, and, because if, if, listen, if you're a wrestler right now and you're listening to this and you post a picture of you. You're stupid. No, I was going to say, I'm going to look at it. <laughs> Brandon's going to look at your picture. <laughs> I'm not going to post it anywhere, though. Um... Yeah, but apparently he tweeted out a picture, and in his picture you can see John Cena and the Wyatt family in the background sitting in the stands uh, discussing their match. More importantly, you can see JBL playing Angry Birds. Oh, no. At least I'm assuming he's playing Angry Birds. That's what everybody, I feel like, does on those eye things. Yeah, I would, I would assume that you would be correct. Um, but even still, how stupid could you be to tweet out... Not stupid. He said he didn't see them until somebody commented... And at the very first comment, he took it down immediately. I don't think that even if you're there um, uh, to be a part of the show. You're telling me if you were hired as a little commentator and you're sitting there ringside, you get your picture taken. You're not posting that to Facebook? 
No. I, bullshit. Dude, you know I don't bullshit. post anything to Facebook. Shit. And then if I was there, I would 100% I'd be like, selfie. I wouldn't have posted Actually, it. I would have somebody else take it for me. I mean, but what's the point of posting it? I just don't get it. To pop people. Come on. You don't think that's cool? You're, you're sitting there. You were hired specifically to sit at a small table, small commentating table. As a small person to comment a small match. So then it's cool. It's him being Marky. It's not Marky. Well, that's what I you're making it sound like. I post pictures people. Look at our fight. Our Facebook cover photo even. I don't remember we're, what we're it fight, is. We're all three of us with Zack Ryder in the Internet oh. Championship on the studio. in the, On the set, I should say. Yeah, we got to update of that Z-T-L-I-S. soon. Of ZTLIS. We should uh, what? Update that soon. Oh, I thought you said repeat that. Um, yeah, but overall, stupid. Stupid, stupid. Speaking of stupid, the next match we had was Cesaro versus RVD versus Jack Swagger in a triple threat elimination match, which is a three-way dance from ECW, for those of you. Now, this is not stupid because of the match itself. No. But stupid because of... The commentators. Yeah, the commentators stupid. and them not having any comprehension. I didn't want to curse on this episode, it's but your the commentators... Birthday. I think you shouldn't be cursing. It's your birthday. What song is that? That's the Beatles. That's oh. the, 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 the chick on YouTube is singing. Oh, gotcha. Um, and the fact that they don't know what kind of a match it is, whether it's uh, no DQ, if it's first fall wins, if it's elimination. It was just frustrating because they really, the commentators had no clue. I got really furious when that happened. When that first fall happened and what was it, RVD pin swagger? Well, uh, before we even get up to the first fall. Well, we're talking about the commentators. Okay. Right? So That's what, what about, it was, right? Yeah. And that that happened, and they were like, "What? It, the match is over." I was so I like yeah. I was I couldn't be. And more they sounded so confused. That. You're like, "Was he eliminated?" Oh, I thought it, I thought that was three. Was that oh, three? he got his yeah, shoulder up right? And I think they might yeah. have said that even that really pissed me off. It was so bad. How do you go um, into a match not knowing what match it is? Well, let's kick off everything. Uh, Paul Heyman coming out. I like the fact that he made he called the place the synagogue of har- hardcore. You're just such a mark that, for Judaism. I am. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, oh, dude. um, the monkey flips Cesaro did to Swagger onto, uh, no, RVD did to Cesaro onto Swagger. That was pretty cool. Um, we saw Cesaro doing a suplex, uh, oh, the suplex of the inside of the ring. Yeah. That was a cool spot. And then Swagger getting nailed with the five star and causing all that confusion. Yeah. Uh, what other spots did you like? I don't know. I mean, there was. I mean, in the match in general was it was decent. I mean, the rolling ru- rolling Russian drops by Cesaro or gr- gut wrenches. I still call it Russian drops. Why is mm. that what he used to? And no, in No Mercy, they were called Russian drops. Yeah, you would lift the person up Seriously? like that and send them down. Yeah, the gut wrench was called a Russian drop. Yep, in Ooh, the, in at that w- time, in No Mercy is called a Russian it? drop. Nobody. It was one of those like extra moves that you could buy off of the shop zone or somebody called it. Whatever they called it in the video game. Maybe it was WWE Shop. Yeah. WWF Shop Zone. I don't know. Um, so Cesaro picked up the victory. Uh, next match we had Rusev taking on R-Truth and Xavier Woods. Uh, picked up the victory by submission. Um, that match was, like, unnecessary. It had to happen, though. I mean, I I thought it was fun because it put Rusev over. It made him look good. I don't think it devalued devalued him at all. Um, and then, hopefully, they just don't repeat. I mean, Ryback two years ago had a handicap match at Extreme Rules. Hopefully, this doesn't just repeat well, it. Like Brandon said, Tensai, Brodus, Ryback. 
Well, there's I feel a pattern like... here. There's a pattern. There's no doubt about that. The one pattern that isn't going on is the crowd chanting for something with him. Albert, they were chanting Tensai. No. Uh, with Tensai, they were <laughs> chanting Albert. With Ryback, they were chanting Goldberg. With Rusev, they don't have someone to associate with. Clay? What about... They didn't chant anything with Brodus? I don't think anybody ever does. So... <laughs> um, and then we had Wade Barrett picking up a victory over Big E, winning the Intercontinental Championship. Finally. Uh, Thank I, goodness. I was a big fan of this match. I thought it was probably Big E's best match during his entire title reign, and it just so happened to be his, his last match. Whole entitled, his whole entire career so far. I, I, I thought he had another good match, but I think it may have been against Ziggler or Barrett before. I do I look like Rob Ford when I do that? <laughs> do it again. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, you just need a tray of crack and you're good. Um, Big E uh, spear into the turnbuckle on the outside of the ring. I thought that was a sick spot. Um, what else? You tell me. You, I don't know why you don't have anything. Any no, notes? Not, not really. All right. Well, um, we saw Biggie do the spear through ropes. Wade Barrett nailed that, it a that flying was, bull that hammer. That was impressive. The spear I, I through did, the ropes. Yeah, I gave I gave Biggie Langston credit for that one. He's been doing that more and more often. The spear through the ropes. But um, the, the elbow drop. Yeah, I was gonna save that for later. For raw or for that? Yeah. So we'll save it for later. Um, I mean, we can mention it now, though. Uh, Wade Barrett doing the Cactus Jack elbow. Which, which I'm almost certain he's done previous to that. Well, even if he has done it before And they have not, it made. Yeah. Yeah, obviously it's, a, it's an absolute tribute to Cactus and Jack. And none of the commentators ever make reference of it being the Cactus elbow. Nobody. Um, even Foley's going on Twitter making, uh, I mean, I guess in anger about yeah, it or well, upset about know. it. I yeah. don't know. I mean, he had hashtag Cactus Jack, Jack trend during Monday Night Raw. Um, we had The Shield defeating Evolution uh, by pinfall. This match was awesome. It was probably the better of the night. Oh, for sure. Uh, I thought that this was awesome But match. there were some stupid parts, I have to say. Like what? When, who was it? When Roman Reigns and Batista were left in the ring. And Triple H, Randy Orton... Uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose were outside, uh-huh. like in the fans, like jumping off of onto the evolution yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Why wasn't Batista or Roman Reigns in the ring moving, pinning people? Like they weren't out, and I then all think, of a sudden they were out. I don't think they ever do that. It's so that's so stupid. But I don't think that that's not just this match. Like usually, I, I in, know, I'm aware of yeah, that. Yeah, usually overall, it's in like, a match like this where it's like, oh, we're we're moving, and then all of a sudden they're just down. Well, that's the thing. I think that, well, let's face it. It's Batista. He probably needed a breather at no, that No, that's moment. what I, I tweeted out even. I was like, I mean, Batista, not even, not I'm even like, Batista's insult. so thankful for the 20-minute yeah. fucking... Not even like as an insult. That, that's probably the truth. He probably just needed to get his uh, uh, air a little, br- a little bit. Randy, I need you to go out there and do dive moves with, with Seth and Dean. But overall, I mean, if you if they did do anything in the ring, it's going to take the audience's eyes away from what's going on in the crowd. I, I understand that. Yeah. I just think it's stupid to just go from energy to no energy. Like, I don't know. But Well, if I'm not mistaken, good. I think they were both just taken out with uh, finishers, I think. I don't know. Yeah, you mentioned that Seth Rollins going to the uh, diving, that big dive, at least 15, 20 foot in the air. Right? I, I wouldn't say that high. I don't know. I think fi- I at least I 15. I can never gauge stuff like that. Well, figured 
uh, Randy yeah. Orton and them, they're 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", and he was well up there. Like, if you ask me how tall the Hell in a Cell is, I'll be able to say it's 20 feet. Yeah. But if I'm up 20 feet, I'm like, how am I on top of the Hell in a Cell right now? I, I would go, f- I would you know go with I mean when at I least, say that? yeah, but it's still, I would go with at least 15 feet in the air. Um, I was a big fan of Roman Reigns um, when he went for that drop uh, apron drop drop kick where he was running the corner and then he ducked Triple H's clothesline yeah. to nail it. I thought that was but pretty the camera, good. Was that, was that a shitty camera yeah, angle? Um, was it a shitty camera angle? I think it no, was. No, I don't it? think it was. I, but I what was. was a shitty camera angle was... Oh, um, actually, maybe that was on Raw. Where he met, it was either on Raw or on the pay per view where he hit the Superman punch to Triple H and they missed it. Oh, I think I it may know. have been the pay per view. Um, yeah, but great match. Oh, Dean Ambrose running across the table, the announcer yeah. tables. That was a cool spot. Um, not, not that we haven't seen something like that before, but no, but it's it's just it's and that a cool that, spot. I'm happy you said that. When did they start using the commentary tables? That like it's now blacktop. Instead of like just gray, the the commentating tables have changed, and I wonder. I don't know. I don't know when they changed it. But anyway, uh, we also had uh, Bray Wyatt defeating John Cena in a steel cage match. Uh, I guess typically a steel cage match is done so the other opponents, or not opponents, the other people that John Cena may be facing against can't get into the ring. Not facing against. You know what I mean. The Wyatt family shouldn't be able to get in the ring. It was infiltrated, obviously. Yeah. Um, I thought that they moved away from the storyline a little bit, though. Um, not at the end of the match, but during the match. It kind of moved away from John Cena uh, kind of unlock, unleashing that dark side of him. Like how in the previous matches, it was more like Bray Wyatt trying to antagonize him into using a weapon. Or and like kind of breaking that John so, Cena so you're moral thinking that should have been like... More brutal? I kind of think so, and I kind of think that they should have played more towards John Cena uh, uh, not going against his moral and values just to uh, break down Bray Wyatt himself. Um, overall, the match lacked. Am I mistaken in this or no? I don't know if it lacked. I mean, it was a fine match. I mean, it was a fine match, but it felt like it kind of dragged at moments. I think, yeah, I would say that, yeah. But uh, eventually the lights went out, and the lights came back on, and there was a kid singing in, like, a deep voice. He's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah, that part was awesome. I was not expecting that at all. No. Um, And just a little side note, apparently that little kid that was uh, used at um, Extreme Rules is Jameson's son. Somebody that nobody on this podcast that's listening to it knows who that is. I'm going to let people think about it. Nobody knows who he is. Okay, now I'm going to tell you. Uh, Jameson was uh, in the WWF back in the like uh, 90s. He used to be used on primetime uh, a lot during like Bobby Heenan skits. He was the guy that was very geeky, nerdy, had the, I guess the Dudley glasses before Dudley's had them with the tape in the center. Uh, he played the geeky nerd. Who, Joey Styles? I'm just kidding. Yeah. If um, you're listening to this, Joey. <laughs> Um, yeah, leave a comment. No offense. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but that was a fine segment, I guess. And then Bray just ended up getting the, the best of it. Uh, Cena got knocked out and, uh, that was that. We also had the Divas Championship on the line. 
Paige making her first pay-per-view title defense against Tamina, in which I thought was uh, Paige doing all the work, making everything look good. I think that it's I think that it's a tough position to play the character that Tamina is. Like, kind of, you had to play like that China character, uh, like just immovable but China was female. Great at doing that. I think that it takes a little Tamina's bit. Tamina's not doing it. Well, maybe she just needs to work on it. Yeah, I but mean, she's not. Been, she's not really great. She's not a good wrestler. At they this haven't point. really built up her as a monster. I mean, you, you but put she her. Is. You she is, but they haven't really built her up as one. I, I mean, mean, I feel. I feel like she doesn't need to be built up as one. As be, like, yeah, Karma was built up like one, but Karma looked the way she looked. Tamina looks the way she looks. She doesn't need to be built up. Karma didn't need to be built up. So then how do you fix everything with Tamina? It it goes back to how she hits her impact on the moves and stuff. It doesn't... There's no impact. Mm-hmm. It's just like she doesn't do it. And then... This, so what? Are you trying to say like when she does a sidekick, slap her leg a little bit harder? No. Or? Push. Push into it. Do something then. Like lift your leg. That doesn't do anything. Maybe she's scared. Well... I mean, maybe she's scared that the other person won't uh, react in time. And she caused the referee in this match to get buried. I feel because she didn't even kick out at the three count when it was when it was uh, when Paige was pinning her. Now this goes. She kicked out right after, and then that's that. that and causes, the, the commentator that causes JBL to bury the referee. And there's been, uh, I mean, there's a known thing in pro wrestling where you don't make the referee look bad. Because they're very vulnerable to anything that you do in the ring. Um, like Tim White on uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast was saying that there's been times where a wrestler has done, like missed a spot. But because it's the wrestler or the referee, the referee gets the blame of it all. Um, whether it's missing a pinfall or just being in the wrong place at the, re- at the wrong time. Um, and it's unfortunate that the referee has to be in that position. Yeah. Uh, I think Tamina... Needs to work on shit big time. There, there, I mean, she, I don't really think she should have been in this title match. No, absolutely I mean, not. yes, I, I get it. You had to make Paige look a little bit good. but Yeah, but that doesn't make her look good. It doesn't make her, oh, look, she got a three count. And yeah. then she kicked out. And then she went and locked in the Scorpion. But I, I, after they got out of that, I still thought it was fine. What is it, Scorpion? The Scorpion cross lock. Cross lock. I thought that that still looked fine. Um, I was a big fan of how she locked that in too. Um, there was also a spot during the match where, uh, Natalia, where Tamina did the reverse, uh, Ur Karana to the outside and swung Paige right into the barricade. You said Ur Karana? Ur Karana? Ur Karana? <laughs> it looked pretty cool. Uh, next match on the card, the main event. Uh, Daniel Bryan defending his WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Kane. I feel like that's too long. Yeah. Right. WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I feel, I even just WWE World Champion. I'd be okay with. I don't think heavyweight needs to be in there. I don't know. I mean, is Daniel Bryan even a heavyweight? Mm. Like. But then, then it goes WWE World Champion. That's I don't know. I I I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of uh <laughs> of long title names. I like them short and sweet. That's what she said. Did she? Probably. All Size right. doesn't matter. So you use it? Yeah. Oh. Motion in the ocean. I got nothing clever to follow up with that one. Uh, Daniel O'Brien picking up the <laughs> pinfall victory. This match lacked. Really? I was I a fan so. of it. Just for the, like, it was completely stupid, I think, that it took 
it felt like at least it took like 10, 15 minutes backstage. That's the, okay, if I was there live, I'd be pissed off as a motherfucker. Because I hate it being, I hate being in a live audience when things get taken out of my perspective. I hate it so much. For all I know, they could go to the backstage and have a drink of water together. What's that, your Harpo? No, it's like the, the please stand by. Yeah. I, I mean, at least the cameras follow them, but even still, nobody, you don't go to a live event to watch something on a screen. You go there to see it in front of you. But even that, it's like, how long do you, how would you estimate how long that, that segment took? I wouldn't say that long, maybe seven, <clears throat> maybe seven minutes backstage. Um, but there are a few good moments that happened backstage. You had uh, Kane throwing that uh, oxygen tank at Daniel Bryan and moving at the last second and go, throwing it right through that windshield. That was pretty cool. How about the TV into the into the ice bucket? Yeah, that was that was awesome. Oh my God, we hear popping in our I, end. I never got why the referee kept on saying, uh, "Get him back to the ring," and yelling at Kane, "No, no, no, stop!" Like why? Because it's an extreme rules match. Why are you going to tell? Where's an extreme rules match? That doesn't go backstage ever. Does yeah, it? Yeah, I've never does. seen that. I, I've mean, never seen I would assume that it does. A hardcore match goes backstage. Uh, now that leads me to my next point that isn't really going to be a point or wasn't going to be brought Where up. was the weapon wheel? That didn't pop exactly. up ever. Ever. Why? No. Um, <laughs> Fans and Whatever happened to weapons? a hardcore match? I don't know. It's like ever since once they took... Once ECW happened? Yeah, once they took over ECW, everything became Extreme Rules and no more hardcore. Like I missed the pinfalls on the outside of the ring. Like, I don't even remember the last time where they had a hardcore match at all. Well, since we know uh, somebody listens to this podcast that works for WWE, yeah, we'll be seeing a hardcore match very soon, very shortly, between probably Rob Van Dam and Antonio, oh, sorry, and Cesaro. Yeah. So get ready to watch that match, folks. Um, I liked uh, the choke slam that Kane did to the through the table, where Daniel Bryan wrote the, for the suicide dive, and then he caught him by the throat and just choke slammed him. Yeah, that looked sick. I was not oh, a fan had, of the end. We had fire though. Yeah, we I did was, have fire. I was not a fan of that spot. We had a burning. I I thought that was a big letdown. Um, they were both on the outside of the apron, and they had the flaming table behind them, and it looked like. He did it looked like Daniel Bryan did that like a what is it the he did swing the ropes, the ropes? Swing, whatever yeah, yeah like the I don't know what it's called the rope, the rope jerk, jerk. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> that was weird um, yeah but it he was like said, one, said rope swing and rope jerk yeah, yeah. Uh, it was one of those things but why is said, that a bad spot because I'd rather it be an impactful thing that does it but like, it was it was but it just him but it could have been Daniel Bryan even throwing a kick. Even if he kicked him on the apron and sent him down there, or if he if he threw a drop kick, or even if Daniel Bryan went on the inside and did one of those uh, the front suplexes. Yeah, but Kane still had to get up. Well, Kane would have gotten up regardless. Yeah, that's one. You can't say yeah. that though. I I still I was disappointed by the way that he went through. But he went through, and then uh, then they went a little bit overboard with the, the fire extinguisher guy. That that cost Kane the championship. Yeah, who is the fire extinguisher guy? Come that on, that was such horseshit. Seriously, how much did Danny Bryan pay that guy? He's spraying Kane nonstop, and Kane gets in the ring. The guy's still spraying Kane, and Daniel Bryan nails him with the knee to the face. How is that yeah. fair to Kane? I just feel like this entire the end of it, 
really went down. I honestly, I'm, I really think Kane. I mean, Daniel Bryan was in cahoots with this fire extinguisher guy. Overall, after the choke slam through the table, the match went down. In my eyes, the match went downhill. I don't think in, so. In that, in the two minutes that were left, I wanted. I actually, I really wanted Kane to win that match. I yeah. <laughs> like. I, I know everyone would have been pissed off and everything with Daniel Bryan, but I feel like that would help. I don't know what what it would do. I was just I would. Always Let's face it. He Daniel Bryan isn't going to be champion past the year. <clears throat> I mean, he's going to lose it this year at some point, whether it's Survivor Series or before then. He's not going to be a long term champion. Maybe. I don't think so. Or maybe so. he goes into the WrestleMania 31 main event. What? No. Yeah, why not? No. I'm not buying why? it. That makes no sense. You're a horrible person. I am. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Fucking some... Fucking happy birthday at a funeral. <laughs> I'm going to move on to some... <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. We kicked off Raw with... A U.S. Championship wait, wait, Battle Royale. start Royal. with the goods, I guess? What is that? Oh, yeah. Let's start with the bads. I do that. I usually do that. <laughs> yeah, name. but all the bads. The bads, we, we do have bads this week, folks. Uh, I'm just going to loop them all, group them all together. All the Daniel Bryan, Kane, Brie Bella, and Stephanie McMahon segments. I thought that all these segments were pretty poor. Um and they really brought back really bad memories of the yeah. past. Uh, really heartbreaking, tough, um, tear-jerking memories that you just want to forget about. Yeah, a little bit of a push, a little bit of a choke slam or tombstone, a little people, bit of neck braces. People going off of stages. Yeah. Um, it, it just tough times. I don't want to really bring up any names. Will Daniel Bryan be the next one who loses to Kane? I mean, he had car trouble. I mean, yeah, he didn't have to change the tire this time, but he still lifted up a hood trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, there is a woman involved. That's uh, yelling annoyingly. annoyingly. Will that woman turn on Daniel Bryan? Was their wedding a sham? Was Total Divas fake? Is it all just storyline? I don't know. You want to book a match against me? I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> and then we also have in the beds the Mr. T's Mother Day promo. Uh, yes, we're, I mean... I, I, I think that was complete bullshit and disrespectful I, to Mr. T. It was hilarious. I do think that uh, like we are supportive of everything humor-wise. But I think that this is just poorly done, um, especially when you're taking and mocking someone's Hall of Fame speech in that kind of manner. Yeah, um, I feel like it's very disrespectful, it was and funny especially though. it was yes, funny. it was funny, but, but it was bullshit. But even for the fact that he was the one that they interrupted, yeah, uh, uh, like he didn't even get to finish his Hall of Fame speech, and now they're gonna continue mocking him. Um, so with in that regards, I. Don't expect to see Mr. T on WWE television anytime soon. Yeah. Um, at all. And I wouldn't blame him. Uh, on to the middles. Los Benadores and El Torito took off through Man Band and Hornswoggle really in a segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had a, uh, I don't know, a fiesta maybe, can you call it? Where El Torito was a handing cin- out candy. Cinco de Mayo fiesta. He was throwing out candy to the audience to celebrate his win at Extreme Rules. Three-man band came out. 
and uh, Jinder and Drew ended up getting dropkicked by Los Matadores. And I think the savior of this whole segment for me was Heath Slater uh, when he finally uh, saw that the rest of three-man band weren't up with him. Uh, he saw it was Los Matadores, and he goes, Ole! Ole! That was funny. Uh, I think the segment went way too long. I thought that... I'm not a fan of Los Matadores' exaggerated uh, accents. I'm not a fan of <laughs> Los Matadores at all. I feel like they they even poked fun at that with yeah. him doing that. I, I, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like it's unnecessary. And why didn't you like El- Los Matadores? What's that? You just said you don't like Los Matadores at all. Why don't you like them? They just... They they don't do anything for me. I mean, they just... They don't they don't grab my attention. They don't make... There's nothing about them that makes me want to watch them. There's a little baby bull in there, Michael. But there's nothing about them that makes me want to watch them. There's a freaking bull. You don't need something to watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the goods. Sheamus defeated Dean Ambrose and night visited and eighteen before. other men uh, in the battle royal to win the U.S. Nin- championship. Nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. He defeated Dean Ambrose and eighteen other men. Oh, I, I didn't wait. You say Dean Ambrose. Seventeen. No, wait. eighteen. Sheamus. Eighteen, 18 other men. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear you say Dean Ambrose and eighteen other men. Yeah. Um, this was in uh, I guess a match made by the Authority. Yeah, I, I like the fact that it weaves the authority into the, like, keeps on doing their feud. I don't think Sheamus should have won. I agree. Why didn't Roman Reigns and uh, Seth Rollins prevent Dean Ambrose from touching the floor? Like, why? Like, they had the power to. Luke Harper and Eric Rowan would have done that for Bray. Yeah. And I feel like if this was towards the Shield's debut, they would have done it for Dean Ambrose as well. Uh, after the match, Triple H came out and made the Shield vs. Wyatt family for the main event. Uh, he said that their luck's run out. There's a f- few good things that I did like from the match and a few I did not. Um, I mean, for a battle royal, I thought it was done well. Um, yeah, Zack Ryder got some more. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, one of my favorite parts was seeing Zack Ryder and Dolph Ziggler go at it. They got to battle a little bit. Um, I thought it was kind of funny because there was a wrestler. Oh, yeah, Santino. He tried to get in between Ziggler and Ryder at one point while they were battling, and it's like they kind of just shrugged him away. <laughs> um, Santino did something that I am very annoyed at and very dumbfounded by. He and it's so simple, and you may disagree with me, but he eliminated Ziggler, and I feel like Santino being a, a big yeah being a big time face and trying to get over with the crowd a lot. Uh, with his gimmick, to eliminate one of the crowd favorites yeah. uh, in that being Ziggler is can, just stupid. I can, that. I can see why that irks you. Yeah. Um, what else happened in that battle royal? Um, oh, uh, Big Show. Kingston, he had his little spot. Yeah, Big Show hitting a choke slam on uh, Mark Henry. What spot did Kofi do? He did the one-hand stand on the on the ring apron and then got drop kicked off. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was then everybody eliminated Big Show. Everybody eliminated uh, Mark Henry. I just don't think Sheamus uh, had to win this match. Honestly, I mean, I'm I'm not against it though. I'm not either. I just don't I mean, think he should have won this. I'd rather see Sheamus in the U.S. Championship setting as opposed to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship uh, scene. It almost it, it's almost not sad, but. Um, 
I don't know, maybe disappointing that Dean Ambrose didn't make it to 365. I don't think he had to. No, I don't I think mean, he had to either. It was just, but it was like, it was literally like this week it would have happened or something. Yeah, but I mean, it just didn't, doesn't have to. That's the thing. Dean Ambrose maybe only defended his championship four, five times. Yeah. Um, over the, over 300 days. And there was really no, it was getting to no point to him being a champion. Uh, just because they have so much rolling with the shield, and he has so much rolling for himself as well, especially with getting over with the crowd. Which is another thing why it doesn't make sense with Triple H's promo that he cut after the match saying that the Shield's luck's run out just because of Dean Ambrose losing his championship. It's like the Shield lost their championships a while back, and they're still a freaking killer dominant force. So how has their luck run out? What changed it, do you think? When was the turning point? Because there was a while back where you were saying how uh, the crowd has died for them. And wow. the crowd has... Uh, what changed it was the, it the did Wyatt die. family. So once they feuded with the Wyatt family, that built them right back up to, I guess, where they were before. Yeah. Um, and I think it's very smart that they keep them together. For, they might as well keep them together as long as they could. I mean, yeah, until they all, all three of them inducted to the Hall of Fame together. Might as well. <laughs> I mean, but like Reigns, if they did break off Reigns right now and did anything with him, he was just going to get lost in the shuffle. I mean, I mean, maybe if you put him in the U.S. Championship line uh, feud, but I mean, for the WWE World Championship, it's going to be too much. I yeah. Um, uh, you also had. Cesaro uh, losing to RVD by DQ. Yeah, Cesaro refused to stop beating RVD up in the corner and didn't break the ref's five count. Um, I mean, that was really... I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. There was really nothing else to it. I mean, RVD and Cesaro are uh, are starting to show that they are putting on better matches. Well, Cesaro is putting on better matches with RVD because of Cesaro. All right. It's not because of Rob Van Dam. No? You don't agree with that? Oh, maybe. I don't think so. But uh, the Wyatt family, they had a promo after that. Uh, Bray spoke about how the children can't be fooled and how they're the future. Who can actually see right through John Cena's sham of character or whatever. Um, these promos are always great. I know that. For sure. Uh, Ryback defeated Cody Rhodes. Um, I thought this was a good match. The match, though, I don't know if I like that. What? When it came to an end, it was when Curtis Axel tried to get involved, and Goldust slammed him into the turnbuckle that Cody Rhodes was climbing up, and then he just, like, fell off of it when he got, when Well, I don't think he really, I don't really think he fell off of it. I thought it was more Ryback, Ryback taking him off of the turnbuckle. No, Cody, like, he jumps into Ryback's I don't know. back. And that's what the, the refs even sell it as. I'm not I the refs, know. the commentators. But it's like, I don't... That's what they makes, sold it no. as, but I thought Ryback took that, him more off of it. Tell me it doesn't make perfect sense that that's what happened. No, no, it does. That Curtis Axel bumped it like he got pushed into the I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I just don't think... It didn't look impactful like it should have. I think that Cody and Goldust... Do you, do you think that they could have a Bret Hart, Owen Hart sort of a feud? I don't know. Like, where one of them is in the shadow of the other. Like, kind of, and build it up. But I think it would be kind of interesting if would they... Be, it would, but who would they... Well, I that's mean, obviously... The, like, Cody, Cody in the shadow of Goldust, and try to get the crowd to sympathize with uh, Cody Rhodes. 
Um, I'm kind of and have Goldust play up kind but of a heelish. Turning, but they're turning Rhodes. That's the thing. I want to see. I want to see them switch it. I want to see Goldust be the heel, and I want to see Cody be the face. And just to pause it for a quick second on this current talk, you mentioned Brett and Owen. It is May. Uh, every May, I talk about Owen Hart Memorial Month. Uh, use the hashtag. Tweet us your moments, your favorite Owen Hart moments. Yeah, in the comments, leave us your favorite Owen Hart moment, and we'll read it on the show. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, his uh, birthday was the past this past week. Yeah, so this past Wednesday. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, um, we also had Rusev defeating Kofi Kingston. Um, we're I saying guess, oh a lot. Yeah, well, I guess Rusev moved on from truth and consequence to Kofi Kingston. I don't know if there's any direct relationship between the three. I mean, why would there be? No, I don't know. I just mean, what are you trying to say? No, I mean, you could, you could get what I'm alluding at. Can I I? know if WWE is doing that on purpose. I don't know what you mean. No, I think you understand. Um, okay. Now, one thing I don't understand is Bulgaria or Russia. I think he's from Bulgaria, but lives in Russia now or something. They could still call him the Bulgarian brute uh, because Lana is billed from Russia. She's the ravishing, what is it? The ravishing, ravishing Russian. Russian. So, I mean, there's the connection to uh, Russia right there. I mean, I think it's smart, especially where they use uh, the Putin. Putin. Um, especially with everything with the gay community and the Crimea and Ukraine. I think that is smart to play up everything going on with Russia. Kind of like how they played up everything with Iran with the uh, Iron Sheik. I think it's just smart right now. Why not? Why not bring politics into pro wrestling? It's It got picked up by the Washington Post. And a lot of other uh, news outlets were bringing up how Putin was used on Monday Night Raw. And I think it's smart. Of course, you're going to have a lot of people uh, confusing pro wrestling with reality. Like, com- like I, I mean. Know. Well, I don't think there's any limit with what to – my line is very, very thin when it comes to pro wrestling. Like back when Jericho and CM Punk had their feud, uh, there were points where Chris Jericho, I think, I believe, brought up CM Punk's sister in her abuse or whatever um, went on. Father. I, I've, I've, I forgot. But father. Yeah, there was a lot of things that went on where a lot of people were, were angry about that they went in that direction. But Even I'm okay. more recently than that, Paul Bear. Yeah, I'm okay with it because it's pro wrestling, and I think it's I, I think it's smart. But with the Putin thing, I don't think it's gonna get to what it was for Sergeant Slaughter even in the '90s. I don't, I don't think people are gonna be threatening Rusev and everything. Oh, I don't think you're gonna ever have anybody threaten anybody anymore. Yeah, I mean, so it's not it's, like you're gonna go it's different. It's, it's you're not gonna have any of that. But I'm still, I'm still all for using it. I mean, it's still gonna be spoken about. Yeah, I mean, and I know not? that for well, this match anyway. I think I don't know if I said it yet, but Kofi Kingston, that was a great match for him. I and thought it was a great match for Rusev too. Well, I um, well, I think Kofi did, was doing well in the fact that it wasn't like one two done. I think that there's something's gonna separate him from Ryback from being like a Ryback is his agility. Rusev has a lot of agility, and he's showing it in his matches. 
Um, let me just also add that camel clutch. The, did, I the accolade. Some, did I see the some? Accolade. The accolade. Did I see some emotion? Yes, Rusev even showed some emotion there. So I, I don't know if they're listening to us. I, I thought I saw some uh, facial expressions during that move. Yeah, and um, also we have to mention that Rusev is no longer Alexander Rusev. Yes, now it's just uh, strictly Rusev. Rusev. Yeah. Uh, we also had Daniel Bryan defeating Del Rio. I saw a um, bunch of people saying that Del Rio wasn't good in this match, but I thought this match was good. Yeah, I, I thought don't it, know. I thought it was a fine match. It was a ton of counters. Yeah, and it's like it's. I think Del Rio is a great wrestler too. I really do. And they just need to do something with his gimmick, like to make him more over. But I think Del Rio. I mean, he's he comes from a wrestling family. That doesn't always mean that you're going to be a great wrestler, as we know. I'm sure you could shoot out an example. Christina like, Von Erich. Uh, no, not Von Erich. Von Erich. Yeah, I what's her name? Not Christina Von yeah. Erich. She's the other wrestler. Lacey Von Erich. Yeah, Lacey Von Erich. I thought I thought you were gonna say uh, Wes Briscoe. Wes Briscoe, Von Erich, or or Dakota Darso. I don't know much about Darso though. We saw his matches though. Um. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that that was a good match. Um. It was a longer match, and it had me hooked the whole time. I should say that. And uh, I guess it was expected, the whole ending part with Kane, where the, the fire happened, Kane's music started playing. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella ran off, and that's when that's the bad segment happened with yeah. the, the car. We already spoke about We're that, like, though. We didn't bullshit. see that one coming, though. Um, Biggie uh, lost to wait, uh, Bad News Barrett uh, in re- his rematch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we saw, let's see. We got to see that cactus gel, uh, cactus elbow again. Uh, it was a, it was a good match. Good back, in, good little follow up to their match the night before. Yeah. Um, um, what? No, I was just moving on. Uh, Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger had a promo. Uh, Zeb Coulter had a sign on it that had all the people that shouldn't belong in uh, the WWE. And I thought it was funny. There were some Americans on there, weren't there? Paul Heyman. I'm pretty positive they're all, majority of them are American. Who? Seamus? Pretty from positive. Ireland? No, Seamus is from Ireland. Wade Barrett was on there or no? I think Wade was think on there. Paige was on there. None of them None of are American are... born? No, I don't think so. No. Except for Paul Heyman. I don't know if Cesaro was. I don't think he was. But, yeah, so that happened. And then Adam Rose, all of a sudden the music started playing. And his, what, what would you call them? His, what his, the rosebuds? Yeah, okay. His rosebuds came out, and then Adam Rose came out. Uh, I love that the fans were singing to his theme song. I thought that this, like, we have this in the goods, but I thought that it wasn't enough though to get him over and uh, to have him interact with the fans. I thought the one thing that they had to do that they didn't do was give him the mic. Well, they did. Uh, not on Raw. Yeah. To say, don't be a rosebud, be a lemon. That's enough, but he, I no. think. Now, I, he I needed thought, to, no. I changed my opinion on it. Because I originally thought there should have been like a match or something. And then I thought that what you were going to say, you should say it first. Okay, what, I'm moving on to main event. Main event, he actually had the mic for a good, uh, good like uh, two minutes or a minute just to do, uh, on the mic. I think that's exactly what he had to do at Raw. He had to be on the mic. He had to talk to the fans, get the fans to behind him. And the one thing that nobody did, nobody besides the commentators in the live crowd, is say Adam Rose. They didn't need to do that. Why? For the fact, 
Because for they did the need past, to do it. No, they didn't. Zeb let me Coulter tell you should why. have said Adam no, Rose once. Let me once. tell you why. Because for the first for when what was it the, the night after WrestleMania they aired that promo, the Adam Rose is coming. Next week, Adam Rose again. Same night, Adam Rose. Next week, Adam Rose, Adam Rose, Adam Rose. Everybody, it's drilled into people's heads that it's Adam Rose. He doesn't need to come out and say, I'm Adam Rose, don't be a... What about the small kids in the audience? Everyone sees that it's Adam Rose, Adam Rose. How do you see if you don't watch it on a weekly basis? You're going to tell me little kids aren't going to watch that every week? Possibly. I don't think so. It could be past their bedtime when they air it. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think that think that it's stupid. that my name is Adam Rose and I'm here to... I think that it's stupid not to. I think he had to be on the mic. He had to be know. on the mic, and what happened on Raw does does absolutely nothing. It gets him out there. It, that's and it. People, it popped huge for it. Eh, so, debatable. And it's going to be something that I guess is going to continue with Jack Swagger. So we'll see him versus Jack Swagger at some point, I assume. I still think that it wasn't enough. Main event was done correctly. On Raw, it wasn't done properly. I thought that they needed more for Adam Rose. Well, um... What else is there? The main event, we had the Wyatt family defeating the Shield. Uh, just when the Shield was about to hit the triple power bomb. Um, just to backtrack, one thing that I actually took note of during Adam Rose, uh, uh, I guess his going to the backstage area, they're promoting the WWE Network as opposed to yeah. talking about Adam Rose. Yeah, that was stupid. I thought that even if you're not going to talk about Adam Rose. Instead of having a kind of like an awkward send off, and t- while he's g- being, uh, I mean, escorted by his Royce buds to the backstage, they're talking about WWE Network. I thought that they should have taken a commercial break right there, and then when you come back, mention the WWE Network. Which, stop fucking saying is better than Netflix, because it's not. Don't fucking pretend that it is. I don't say that. They say it. Who? Cole and Lawler and JBL. And they now they, they have that. They're, they're being paid to though, right? But stop saying it. And they're they have that thing to. where if you if you sign up or you get a if you refer a friend and the friend signs up, you get a twenty five dollar gift certificate to Shop Zone up to two hundred fifty dollars. So what is that? Ten referrals, and uh, it's like Netflix did that kind of with something. It's like stop pretending like you're the first on everything. Yeah, I can't stand when WWE does that. Alright, so main event-wise, we saw the Wyatt family defeat the Shield. Um, we saw an interruption from the from Evolution. Right, just when they were about to hit the triple power bomb. Yep. Uh, oh, this is the one where the camera misses the Superman punch to Triple H. Oh. Well, yeah. Rollins and Ambrose took out Orton and Batista and the Wyatt family. And then that's when Reigns hit Triple H with the Superman punch. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bray Wyatt hit the sister Abigail. And then after the following the match, Evolution nailed a huge triple power bomb to Roman Reigns. I wouldn't even say huge. It looked like they struggled to pick him up. I I didn't see that. I didn't see the struggle, but still, it was still a triple power bomb and still sending a message to the Shield. But it to me, it's like, what's the message? The that message we're is better that than you. Like everything, I don't think so. everything like, you could do, we could do better. You but think that you could triple powerbomb us and do this? Wait. I we can't can do it too. wait to see Triple H, Randy Orton, and Batista jumping off and out of the ring like the Shield does. Yeah, right. <laughs> and do you think that the ending like that, shouldn't there be some sort of ref stoppage? Like, I don't understand how matches like that happen where... Ref stoppage? Why? Yeah, well, because it, Triple H gets involved. He's in the ring. 
I don't understand how like a wrestler can get in the ring. Oh, but I stopped Triple H from hurting me. That's not a DQ or anything. It, it never should be. has been. That's what I don't. I'm saying though. It's like, does that make sense? I think it's if fine. if somebody runs into the ring and distracts you and you lose because of that, doesn't that mean like that's like horseshit? I think. I don't think so. I think that's fine. I don't know. I mean, it's happened so many times before. But that was Monday Night Raw for you. Uh, what do you want to do? Outside the ring news you got? NXT? No, let's go into... Yeah, let's go into NXT. Uh, NXT, we saw the WWE uh, cha- Women's Championship Tournament uh, play out a little bit further. We saw Charlotte defeating Emma. And we saw... Oh, there Alex- goes your choice. Yeah, and we saw Alexa Bliss defeating Alicia Fox. I guess kind of a big upset over there. Figuring that Alicia Fox is a former Divas champion. And Alexa Bliss... Being a very, uh, newcomer. So who's the other two? It's Natty. Uh, Natty. Let's see. Natty, Bliss, Charlotte, and... Uh, fuck. <laughs> Is it Sasha Banks? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sasha Banks. Um, sucks, I couldn't even remember. Uh, yeah, well, Sasha that's Banks. That's what happens when you get to be 40-something years old. Yeah, it's just, wait, you have, what, five more years and you're there? <laughs> Um, I, ex- yeah. I was actually impressed with Alexa Bliss. With, uh, um, yeah. She nailed the 450 roll through because, um, what's her face? Uh, Alicia Fox moved out of the way. But it shows me potential that Alexa Bliss may be able to hit a 450 splash. Um, if she could do a 450 roll through, uh, I think that would be very impressive. It was funny on that episode of the Cole and JBL show, when uh, or JBL and Cole show, when Billy Kidman showed up, nah. and there, he was like, so, the shooting star so what happened with that? And he, they show the clip, and he completely like lands on the rope, nah. and he goes, I don't know, ask Mysterio, and he goes, they show the botch clip where he lands on his face or whatever. Uh, no, or where Chavo. he lands, lands on uh, Chavo's face, I, thought I it, think. Wasn't Ray in that clip, though? Didn't he say, ask Ray Mysterio, or did he say, ask Chavo? Maybe ask, ask I Chavo. I don't remember, but it was like, I thought that was funny. Um, so, but it's just, it's just that I brought that up to say, just goes to show you, even though you could throw a flawless move, maybe 99% of the time, there is that 1% time that, that can miss. And with Alexa Bliss, maybe she can hit that move, but maybe she can't go but up you to could the top say that You could say that with anything though. No, but I'm saying like, maybe she can't, maybe she can hit it, but maybe she also can't. Like maybe there's a reason why she's not doing a 450. And she's, she's doing probably the building up through. to it, but maybe she will never do it. Like maybe, maybe that might just be her move. But like I just doing understand your comparison, though. I because think it's a poor comparison. Not really. I mean, you could say I, I don't. I just maybe I'm not understanding your comparison then. Because it's like you can. Because Billy Kidman did how many shooting star presses in his lifetime? Uh huh. And messed up what, two or three? Or he probably messed up a lot more throughout his career. Right, but I'm saying it's But that's like, every single move you could say has been messed up. But I'm saying with her, it's like why maybe they're building to a 450, but maybe she can't do the 450 is what I'm saying. But what, where's your comparison of the one time that they can't do it very because few she times can they can't that, do Because she can hit that move, so what could, maybe she okay, can't so, hit the 450. So then what could Billy Kidman hit? The shooting star press. Okay, and now Alexa Bliss can't do a move because... What? I'm saying that maybe she can't do it. She did the, the so roll So then what through. move can't Kidman do? That makes no sense. Yeah, well, your comparison of them is just not making sense. That's yeah, what not, it makes perfect is sense. making sense. It makes perfect sense to me. Not really. 
How's he going to say it doesn't make any sense to It me? doesn't make any sense at all to compare the two of them. I think it does. If she's building up to do a move. You're saying you're, but that's. I'm saying that's, that because she could do a 450 roll through, it's possible that she could do a 450 splash. And I'm saying it might not be possible. But then your comparison to Billy Kidman messing up with the shooting star uh, splash. If he did a, a shooting star press roll through. Okay. Maybe he can't hit that move. Maybe that's not a move he can hit, but he can hit the shooting star press. So I'm saying maybe he can, but he misses the shooting star press. Maybe she can't get to the top rope and hit a 450 and hit somebody. Your comparison of the no. two are still not no, making any sense. It, it, you're no. correct. It isn't. No, you're incorrect. No, uh, not at all. No. Um, we also saw the Legionnaires taking on El Local and Kalisto. Very good to finally see Kalisto and El Local, especially Kalisto, make his NXT debut. Uh, TV, I mean, yeah, and, TV uh, debut or network whatever, debut. Network debut. It's been a long time coming. I haven't seen Samurai Del Sol or yeah, Cristo wrestle in. Yeah, we're had to be big, what, a year, big time, year two, big time fans of Kalisto. Yeah, um, especially seeing him on the indie scene. The guy's got talent. Like being for the fact that we had no idea who he was the first time we saw him, and like as, as soon as his match were over, holy shit! Like, who is that? Oh my god. Yeah. Um, um, and it continued to be like that. And still continues to be like that as he hit moves that we have never seen before. Yeah, there was a part where he hit a rebound kick. Uh, and the thing about the rebound is he didn't even use his hands. Like it wasn't a hand, like you, with Tajiri, with his rebound uh, elbow. He used it, it's a handstand into the ropes and then back. Kalisto didn't even use his hands for a handstand. He just went into the ropes and back. Um, I thought that was very impressive. And he had like the roll through kick that he even hit. Like yeah, the, it was like a trouble in paradise, but they were sitting down. Yeah, we also saw a rebound corkscrew, uh, corkscrew from him. Uh, we saw a corkscrew to the outside of the ring from uh, a locale as well. Uh, very impressive. Uh, good match though. Good yeah. victory. Crowd got into it. Crowd was chanting lucha, which I still like. Is that that's just like an indie crowd down there that they know the Olay and lucha? I think so. Lucha. I think so. Um, what was his theme song? I really want that. Not the, I know it was a good not theme the, song. The, did he have Lincoln Park too? Uh, I, when I asked him, I don't even think he knew because it was like he had I one think... of the hardcore bands, or not hardcore, one of those no. bands like that do it. But the other one that like. That we first saw him when they came out in the loot shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. That last, one I like. Last time I don't even, he I don't he didn't even know who did this did the theme song. I would love I to. Want that I theme want song that theme bad. song so badly. Um, so bad. there was a battle royal that took place uh, for the number one contendership at the uh, NXT Championship. Um, at the NXT Championship. Yeah, NXT Championship. That's not what the event's called. At the it was the number one contender for the oh, for the number oh. for the uh, NXT championship at NXT arrival no NXT in May we're taking over or whatever NXT Something like that NXT, NXT live we're taking over NXT live um, Sami Zayn Tyson Kidd and uh, Taylor Breeze Taylor Breeze Tyler. Tyler Breeze who looks like a blonde platinum blonde version of Gene Simmons if you really look at it yeah all three of them eliminated at the same exact time but very if you cool. Look at it, if you look at it, I still say same exact time. I still say Breeze had his feet up last. I, he, he was the one who flipped over. He did a rope flip. I thought it was still uh, still impressive, and I'm looking forward to their triple threat match. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm Kid sure Breeze and Zane. Yeah, I'm just 
I mean, not taking away anything from Breeze, but just Zane and and a kid alone. And not don't take too much away from uh, Breeze. Breeze I'm, I'm, is I just very said, yeah. I'm not taking anything Breeze away is from very Breeze. impressive, and he's a uh, 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 trainee from uh, uh, Lance Storm's. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, institution. Whatever. Lance, called, Lance Storm's. Yeah. Uh, uh, is he camp. one of two that were down in NXT, or is there I more? I think just... Oh, there may be a female. Emma. Emma. Was it Emma? Yeah. All right. And, uh, I mean, Kurt Hawkins was in that match. That was pretty cool to see him back down there. Yeah. So that was NXT news. Uh, outside the WWE news. Uh, well, why are we going to do outside WWE? Outside, outside the WWE ring news. Uh, WWE payback, there is rumored to be a Buried Alive match. Daniel Bryan versus Kane. What? Yeah. That's not his match. Buried alive match. I can't deal with that. That's not his (laughs) stipulation. Yeah. Apparently the match is... Because around that time, uh, See No Evil 2 is going to be uh, being prepared to be released. Jacob Goodnight's returning. So... Wait, when's payback? June? I think. They're not even going to do anything on May 19th, and that's a Monday. Yeah. How dare they? So I think Kane's going to get ridden off. Do you think they better do that? What? The May 19th thing? What's May 19th? That was Kane. I think that, that turned out to be the day that Katie Vick was killed or something. I don't know. And why would he be written off for that? To promote See No Evil 2. He'd Where be written he off for a little Spain? bit. I don't know. Maybe. Portugal? Maybe. Europe? I don't know. Um, we also had nothing really else. Well, Sinkara Unico apparently got into a backstage scuffle with Sheamus. That's what the dirt sheets reported. If you look at when it really happened... Yeah, it was a few weeks ago, possibly months ago. Was it really even something that really happened, or did somebody make it up and put it out there to the dirt sheets? You can say that about anything, though. Yeah, but did it really happen, or did somebody with a winking face right now make it up and put it out to the dirt sheets to prove how fucking stupid the dirt sheets are? But, yeah, apparently Unico, from Not the me. from the rumor, Unico got the better of Sheamus and was going to do damage if it wasn't broken up. So, kind of interesting. So, maybe Unico is the new Haku. Possibly. I, I gouge in. Yeah, uh, getting uh, the victory. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, do we mention the Smith Hart stuff now? Might yeah, as well. Yeah, might David as well. Benoit. Yeah. Uh, David Benoit is supposed to make his in-ring debut. For Heart, Heart Legacy, yeah. um, it was announced by Smith Hart. It was going to be David Benoit and Chavo Guerrero Jr. taking on people. Yeah, teaming up in a match. And apparently it started getting leaked out that David Benoit is not even fully trained. Um, and it kind of seems like Smith Hart is just kind of trying to capitalize on the Benoit name as opposed to trying to do something better for the kid. And um, when, when Chavo found out that he wasn't trained... I guess he pulled out of the event. Yeah, he backed out of the event. And Chris Jericho... Uh, he took to Twitter. He took to Twitter. And he even, called, think, he, called yeah, yeah, he spoke to Smith Hart. He spoke to David. And Chris Benoit was very vocal about uh, this. Chris Jericho. Oh, uh, yeah. Brother. Chris Jericho is very vocal about this. What are you doing? I'm getting this. Jeez. Right now, like, Ren is all bent over. <laughs> okay, relax. You're not going to tell couch. people where I'm going. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... This entire thing, I, I think Smith Hart is in the wrong for trying to capitalize on Benoit, uh, on the Benoit name. I don't, and, but, but, and on, I don't, it's, I think who's he's to say that he is trying to capitalize on that? I what think if, he's trying to be a dirty promoter. But is David Benoit trained at all? 
Uh, he had a few days with Lance Storm, and that's it. And that's it? Yeah. So, I mean, in that case, that's maybe fucked up, but what if it was literally just trying Especially, to help him out? Like, like I don't look think at, it's look at Cody Hall. Like, look at that stuff. Like, he's, like, getting out there, more and more matches. You gotta have matches to... But I, if you're not trained at all, then that's completely... Exactly. Cody right. Hall is trained. No, right, but I'm saying, like... Well, David Benoit... Do you understand what it, I mean when I say that? Yeah, but I don't think that... I don't think Smith Hart was right in this. Uh, props to Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho really... Um, being a, a great figure for David Benoit. Uh, standing up for him and trying to show him what's right, what's wrong. And uh, um, I guess speaking of Chris Jericho, he turned WWE down. That's the rumors say at least, because he has no time to do any WWE. Um, before we which move, which is good for him. He could go out. He tours with Fozzie. They're going to be here on Long Island soon. Uh, before we move on to uh, the musical interlude of the week, WWE released a video uh, featuring Connor the Crusher. Um, unfortunately, Connor the Crusher, he was battling cancer, and WWE really, uh, gave him a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I think, uh, he was, uh, he did the Make-A-Wish thing. It was Make-A-Wish Foundation? I'm almost certain it was. Back when, uh, Team Hell No were tag team champions in 2013, and, uh, he's such a huge fan of Daniel Bryan. All he wanted to do was meet Daniel Bryan, and WWE hooked that up. Oh, yeah, because they showed in the video uh, Kane and Daniel yeah. Bryan together. Do you, and then you don't they remember seeing that video when, that first, when they first happened? I can't. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, but it was very touching and emotional, um, and it was just kind of a, a special moment to see these wrestlers, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, um, etc., doing what they do, yeah, um, I mean, they... especially give, like giving back to the unfortunate uh, kids out there. Yeah, and they uh, they ended up they sent Connor to WrestleMania and gave him what could I mean once in a lifetime opportunity maybe. I mean it was um it, I mean I didn't even really notice it, but apparently when Daniel Bryan gets out of the ring, I think I noticed that when if if they show that on the pay per view, then I think I noticed it. Like he went right over when first thing he did when he got out of the ring after celebrating was go right over to Connor. And uh, thanking him and everything. And just very just kind-hearted and special. Um, and Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, all of them. like It's just unbelievable to be in the position that they are to uh, grant these sorts of, sort of wishes. Yeah, he even beat Triple H after or before Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I thought that was kind of – that was cool. They had Triple H in the ring with Connor and Daniel Bryan. I can't punch you. Yeah, Triple <laughs> H was wanted to get Connor the Crusher to punch him. He finally did it, and they had all of the wrestlers at ringside cheering him on to, uh, to punch him out. It was just very special. Um, and unfortunately, Connor the Crusher uh, passed away. Um so, but it was just a uh, heartbreaking. Yeah, our and, condolences for sure. Yeah, our condolences to kind of the Crusher's family and friends. And Pro Wrestling Tees is actually releasing. Uh, they have the Connor the Crusher T-shirt that he was wearing in that in the videos, mm-hmm. and all the proceeds are going to go to Connor's family. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So um, moving on to the musical interlude. Uh, comes to us from Small Town Scoundrels. That's right. The song is Crazy For You. 
and we will be right back here on Marking Out. Check them out, Small Town Scoundrels. Uh, follow them on Twitter at Small T Scoundrel. 
You can go check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash smalltownscoundrels. You could also go uh, check out their website, smalltownscoundrels.com. You can see them live at Asbury Park in New Jersey, uh, May 12th at the Wonder Bar. And you can all see them in New, uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, May 10th at the, uh, the Court Tavern. So go check them out for sure. Um, I guess let's move on to some... Uh, let's move on to some total nonstop action. Sorry, folks. Yeah, not that but much. Not happened. that much. Stuff not happened, that much. yeah. Gotta um, touch it. Every... Or touch on it. What? Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're... Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, MVP is challenging Eric Young for the championship. He heel turned. Moving on. He heel turned? Yep, he Who heel turned. Who says that? Um, Kurt Angle injured his knee. Quote-unquote. And so he's going to have surgery. He is out. Uh, A.K.A. Kurt Angle is off TV for a little bit. Um, again. Uh, Brian Hebner in that match, though. Bullshit. You I suck. understand that, though, where he, he had the – David hated it because the X was up the whole time. Yeah, he threw up – okay, everybody – every wrestling fan now knows the now? dreaded X. As opposed to ba- – oh. Um, as opposed to back then before like internet picked up on it, the dreaded X. When someone is legit injured, the referee will throw up an X and alert anybody back, everybody backstage that we got a serious injury. During the entire match, Brian Hebner abused this. Just abused but it was every it. time Kurt's knee buckled. And then there was times where he didn't, where he ha- where he was having it up, it, like for such a long time, and it was it was just abusive. Um, it's just stupid. Um, also, we had Willow versus Magnus. Willow defeated Magnus by DQ because Bram made his debut. Uh, Bram, formerly known as Kenneth Cameron of the uh, the Ascension in NXT. Um, also, he's married to Charlotte, so he's the. She's married. I didn't know this. She's so ugly. I didn't know this. Uh, I uh, I don't think she's that bad. No, I she's mean, ugly. Sorry, I don't judge people. Yeah, you uh, Kenneth, you're, you're, you're pretty shallow. Like God's book yeah, I don't know. You sound you that. sound pretty shallow right no, now. No, I'm as dense uh, as possible. Uh, in the mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kenneth Cameron, married to Charlotte, though. Yeah, apparently back in the day, he had the DW uh, DUI, the disorderly uh, intoxicated, so many that, things like that. Maybe that's what attracted her to him. Oh, hey, <laughs> Moving on. They say girls like to marry their father, right? Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Menagerie made their debut. You had Crazy Steve, Nux, Rebel, and The Freak. The one person that I am actually entertained by with this entire thing is Crazy Steve. Rebel's hot. I mean, yes. And she did that innovative thing. I've never seen anybody do a split on the bottom rope before. I just, I'm not a, I don't like the, why is she called Rebel? I, I don't, I don't I know. I want to know, I want to see Rebel, like, live up to her name as Rebel. I want like yeah. If, you want to see said, her become a comedian who sings. If they said that um, she, they said that she was a fire blower. I want to see her on the entrance ramp uh, do some fire blower or some fire twirl, uh, twirling. I'm pretty sure when she came out during that entrance, she was twirling those fire things. Yeah, but she, there was, why it wasn't was lit. it lit? Like, why would you? That looks so stupid to have somebody it, who's billed as a fire blower and who's waving around the fire sticks. I'm sure there's some sort of correct term for it, and I'm probably offending some carny guy that knows the correct term for it. But why weren't they lit? I, that just makes it look stupid. And then the freak. I mean, 
What uh, makes I, him the freak? Exactly. That he's wearing a Skeletor mask. Why? Like, is he freaking out? Is he like a monster that's unleashed? Is he freaking out? Like, I think it might be the genetic freak. But which was who? Scotty Steiner. Yeah. Like, I just don't get it. Like, the names really just don't make sense to me to fit the characters. The only one that did was Crazy Steve because and he was Crazy legit. Steve is a weird thing. Like crazy but that's Steve. what he was on the internet. Hey there, folks! I'm Crazy Steve! Come buy my car for 100% off! Sorry, people. Look at that peak <laughs> yeah. over there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah but Crazy Brandon Steve was peaks. Crazy Steve on the uh, ind- independent market. Which is another huge, like, mind-boggling thing, is how these independent guys come into TNA, and it's like, oh, we're actually going to keep your name Crazy Steve. Because TNA is desperate to bring in anybody. Right. Well, uh, Crazy Steve also sticks. Um, maybe there was a spelling uh, spelling difference that could change it up because I think on the indies he spelt it with two Z's, uh, like crazy oh, with two I was Z's. Like, where does Steve have a I Z mean, in it? <laughs> I mean, so maybe in TNA they misspell that or misspell Steve. Uh, I, I was a fan of him though. I thought he was over the top crazy. I like how he threw the balloons and then jumped over it. Yeah. So crazy Steve, I'm impressed with Nux. I'm still baffled with where he fits in and all this. Um, I can see him in that. We we argued about this before the show, but I see him fitting in. I just can't describe what title he thinks. The shit picker upper. Yeah, I don't think that's there's a there's a guy in that in that group of Carney that you look at and see automatically. Wow, that looks like that could be Nux. To me, at least, I don't see like the big strong guy or something. There's you've you've seen Dumbo. I want to see this uh, this. the stable picked up a little bit more. I want to see more additions to it. I want to see it over the top. I want the entrances to be more you elaborate. You don't want a bit. over the top though. Then that turns into the NWO, and look where that happened. Well, I'm not. I'm not talking over the top with members. I'm just talking and about it's with TNA. Ent- you have to remember that. I'm talking about entrances. That's why there's no fire. I'm talking about entrances. They had the two people on stilts, which looked awesome. They probably saw people walking around Universal Studios, were like. That looks like a good idea for wrestling. Let me put them in there. Probably. Um, but overall, I was excited for it. I I would mark the F out. All right. Really? Last week, I would too. Hold but... on. Last week, I said Simbodi. Uh, Kazarni. So you're not saying Simbodi this week? I'm going to add a new so addition. I'm going to take back my I would too until I hear what you're saying. I think you would too. All right. So backstage, you have a, how have they been having the uh, segments? Uh, backstage segments. Before you say that, can we just say that Taz was hilarious? Taz was, yeah, Taz is like stupid <laughs> Taz funny. Taz is Taz. Um, so you have Rebel on the phone talking, and she's just like, yeah, no, we're, we're here, we're here. And the person's trying to, on the other line, is trying to convince them to come back to the uh, the circus. circus. Trying to get them to drag them or back. carnival. And, yeah, circus, right? and now the carnival, whatever. And now he's going to come, and she gets off the phone. Nux is like, who is that? He's coming. He's gonna be here next week. He's coming for us. He's he he wants to see what we're doing. Like and it ends up it's the like how the how everybody has the uh, leader of the circuit, the leader of the carnival. You know what I mean? Like the three ring circus, oh. the guy that leads it all. <laughs> so next week, I did. I just marked out. So you have them come out, and then you have. Sinister Minister come out. I would bark out so hard for that. Right? <laughs> Imagine a Sinister Minister is brought in as like 
The ring, the ring. Rebel. Ma- what kind of stupid name is Rebel? What is it? Like the ringmaster, the ringleader. Uh, yeah, whatever. Like if he is brought in as like the the look guy that they used freak. to work for. My freak is incredible. Look at him. I think that 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 would mark the fuck out if they brought that in. Nux, come over here and wrestle Nux. You sound just like him too. <laughs> but right, how that would be I awesome. Would, I would mark out. All Ladies right. and gentlemen, let me introduce you, Judas Macias. <laughs> He's in here now too. Jeez. Um, all right, now keep it up uh, with outside. The the, oh. Yeah, keep up with the Kardashians. Oh no! Uh, also, Chris Sabin and Christopher Daniels are no longer with TNA Wrestling. Is and and Kazarian still there? Kazarian is still there. I think his contract is up later this month, though, which might be why he put over Nux. Um. So. Hopefully we see Saban in. I would love to see Saban in. Well, uh, that's New what Japan. we spoke yeah, about. Yeah, that was last week. Yeah, not, I don't know. I'm not nominated about. Might not have been last week. It might have been previous weeks. Yeah, I don't know when it's spoken off the show or whatever. No, it was on the show for show. On the show for show. <laughs> uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestling Dantaku took place in uh, the other day, and we have a new. IG, uh, IWGP heavyweight champion, that being AJ Styles, uh, defeated, he defeated Kazu, uh, Kazuchika Okada, might as well just say Okada, more, yeah. everybody knows Okada, um, and if you don't know Okada, you should know Okada, uh, AJ Styles defeated Okada, uh, he is the first, uh, U.S. person, to, American, person from United States, in the past nine years, beat in IE. Okada, or beat somebody for the IWGP championship since Brock Lesnar was. Yeah, nine years ago, Brock Lesnar was the champion. Um, there was so was few... Kurt Angle. No. Yeah, Kurt. Well, no, Kurt beat Brock. Yeah, but there, but he was never IWGP heavyweight champion. Yeah, Kurt Angle beat Brock for it. I don't think he, so. He was on TNA with it. I'll pull up the resu- the. I stuff. know for a fact he did. He beat Brock at that. I'll event. check. I'll check it out off when we. Cut off the podcast. The other, the only other Americans that were champion were Bob Sapp, Scott Norton, and Big Van Vader. Um, I didn't see anything about Angle though. I'm almost certain that Kurt maybe Angle beat maybe Brock maybe he was one of the other champions. And wasn't Matt? What's his name? Tensai wasn't he a IWGP champion? Or no? uh, tag team. Oh yeah, he was always tag team. I think. I really think Kurt Angle was. Should I we? really, really think. Let's pause the show real fast. Just so if I get a BAM roasted, I get a BAM roasted. Who knows? But we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is Amazing Kong, and you're listening to Marking Out. <laughs> so I'm not wrong, but I'm also not fully correct. Yeah. The championship was vacated. Yeah, Brock Lesnar was the champion. Uh, and then, uh, due to there's, they say due to work visas, uh, he, and he refused to turn over the championship, the physical championship belt. And there's also, uh, stuff out there that Lesnar wasn't getting paid by New Japan Pro Wrestling. So he kept the physical championship belt, but the match with Angle took place at, uh, at Inoki Genome Federation. Ah, whatever. It's Antonio Noki's yeah uh, uh, promotion. Uh, Kurt Angle wanted there, but then he had a match. Wait, hold on, dang it! Uh, <laughs> Again, that dang it came out. Yeah, right. Dang it, dang it, dang it. Oh, here the uh, he lost. Uh, Kurt Angle lost a belt unification match uh, to Shinzuki Nakamura and uh, in two thousand eight 
and then they recognize that. See, so it's like I'm not wrong. But then they like, but then it's confusing. It's weird. Hold so on. is so is the NWA championship because because they also because they have like a Tanahashi as the champion after Lesnar. Like it's Lesnar vacated, then Tanahashi, Nagata, Tanahashi, and then Nakamura, where it mentions the Kurt Angle uh, uh, unification. I guess that's when it happened, though. So maybe they. Oh, okay, I get it now. I get it. Okay, <laughs> we, we're on the same page now. All right, what they did was while Kurt Angle was defending the uh, with Brock Lesnar defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in IGF. You also had, I guess, the wrestlers, they were still continuing uh, defending the champion. Right, like WWE did with Yeah. The, and TNA then did it too. Yeah, because they, uh, they had a tournament for the championship where Tanahashi defeated Giant Bernard, uh, Tensai, in the finals. Um, so, and then I guess they kept on going until, Nak- until Nakamura had that unification match with Angle. And then it moved forward from there as just IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So you can like, kiss my N- ring now. NW, uh, I'm okay. Folks, he did it. <laughs> Brandon just kissed his own fist. You know I didn't kiss my fist. Uh, um, all right. Willie? Willie? Yeah. What? Yeah, Willie, Willie, Willie one? Willie one? Um, all right. So now talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, you had, wait, you're going to have them team up with Ring of Honor for Global Wars. Wait, no, not Global Wars. Uh, War of the Worlds. Global Taking place at the... Hammerstein Ballroom. Okay, right, right, right. I was getting confused because TNA is running a show at the Manhattan Center. Oh, Same right. building, different ballroom, I guess. Yeah, I guess, and the thing that's confusing, Global Wars is what they're having this weekend. And the uh, tickets, let Canada. me just say, for TNA are so confusing. You have one section in the balcony, like literally one section is $30 for the tickets, and then right next to it is like fifty dollars for tickets. It's like why? Honestly, no go sense. with the thirty. If you haven't been there, it's all I'm, great seating. I would like to go see that. If I mean, you're ever Kurt Angle, Willow. If you're ever going to Hammerstein or Manhattan Center for a wrestling event, I think you can't do better than balcony. I had a lot of fun in the balcony. Uh, we sat Relax, there. Dude. We Relax. sat. Don't say I had a lot of fun, and then we sat there. We did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was good. It was actually what was it? Uh, four years ago yesterday. I don't recall. May, it was May 8th, and I turned 21 on the train. Remember? Yeah, I do. Um, so we're going to have AJ Styles defend the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Michael Elkin. Uh, you're also going to have Jushin Liger in the match for the uh, for the Ring World of Honor title. World Championship, taking on either Ke- Kevin Steen or Adam Cole. But the interesting thing to note here is that Ring of Honor, if you go to their website... Has Kevin Steen listed in a match already? Uh, so did they spoil? Yeah, because they on the website they have him listed. It has it listed: Jushin Thunder Liger, Thunder Thunder Liger versus winner of Kevin Steen versus Adam Cole at Global Wars, which is uh, tomorrow night, uh, Saturday. And then further down the page, it has um, where is it? Uh, King of Strong Style Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Mr. Wrestling Kevin Steen. So I'm guessing we could only assume that they spoiled it. Uh, sorry if we spoiled it in doing this for you, if you're going to plan on watching That's it. That's not our fault. Um, I mean, if they went to the website, they'd see the same thing that we saw. Yeah, so I would assume that at War of the Worlds, you're going to see Liger versus Adam Cole, which should be sick. Um, and you're still going to see Steen versus Nakamura, which should be even more sick. 
Uh, I think it's sold out. I'm definitely I'm certain it is. willing to order this on iPaper. Uh, no, their iPaper D suck. Um, yeah. Yeah. But looks we'll like also, I'm not watching it. <laughs> we'll also see the Ring of Honor World Television title on the line. Jay Lethal uh, taking on Kushida. Yeah, you're also going to have the former IWGP heavyweight champion in action, Okada, take it on Cedric Alexander, um, and so much more. Go visit uh, ROHWrestling.com. It should be a very exciting event overall. Yeah, should be a fun thing to uh, yeah, watch. Definitely. Um, next week, we'll talk more about New Japan. And I just have to say, I mean, yeah. it was awesome getting to see Jushin Liger wrestle, so... If this is your chance to see him wrestle in the United States, whatever, definitely go. Yeah, it's it that was, was a, so that was so cool. It was one of one of the moments where like I never thought it was I'd a big see. big time honor to uh, see him wrestle and meet him. It was a big time big time honor. Um, but yeah, New Japan's going to be back in action. Pay per view May twenty fifth, where we're going to see AJ Styles or Michael Elgin take on Okada in the rematch. And then later on in May, we're going to see the uh, Best of Super Junior start off. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about, 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 about that next week. Yeah. Um, Pro Move, Wrestling Syndicate. on to Pro Wrestling Syndicate. They have an event taking place May 17th at the Center Circle Soccer Dome on 1255 Main Street in Rahway, New Jersey. That's right across the street. From the Rahway Rec Center. Say that ten times fast. What? Center Circle Soccer Dome. Center Circle Soccer Dome. Center Circle Soccer Dome. How's it going to It's yeah. PWS Refused to Lose 2014 where we will be seeing Jeff Jarrett with Karen Jarrett taking on Kevin Matthews. I don't know why I got louder when I said Matthews, but we'll see that match. Yeah, you're getting very loud on this podcast. Yeah, well, Can I'm you excited sit me down to is that what you do when you get excited? Yeah. No, Interesting. Yeah, now I'm running around in circles in the same seat. <laughs> like a dog does, you know, when they yeah, sit down. I got you. But uh, there's also, there's going to be a seminar before this event with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Um, I don't know if it's still open, but it's $100 to reserve your spot. If you go to prowrestlingsyndicate.com, um, you could check out, find more information about that there. Uh, more matches that we'll be seeing... Uh, the PWS Tag Team Championships are on the line. The Lone Rangers will be taking on the Heavenly Bodies. Um, I'm, I'm pulling for Heavenly Bodies in this one. Well, we shall see who wins. Although they are heel, I still, I'm still a fan. Well, uh, we're also going to see a contract signing between Bonesaw, the undefeated Bonesaw, undefeated Bonesaw, and the current PWS champion, the Croatian Sensation, the undefeated. Mario Bokra. Yes. Should be uh, pretty intense. Uh, you're going to see the Extreme Rising Championship defended in Luke Hawks taking on Devin Moore. Uh, very interesting there because Extreme Rising continuously cancels their events. So when is Luke Hawks supposed to defend his championship? Why not at another independent show? S Stevie Richards did that too, I think, right? I am unsure. I think Stevie Richards... Uh, did it at his own show? Well, I don't know where. I'm, I was just saying like, I think Stevie Richards defended that championship outside of Extreme Rising because Extreme Rising seemed to falter not, out. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have the PWS Suicidal Six-Way title defended. Matt McIntosh taking on the drunken swashbuckler Kyle Reynolds, Damian Gibbs, Cobra Commander, and Habib from the car wash. 
I don't know. Habib from the car wash. I don't know if they picked him up from the actual car wash, but we'll see. I guess that'll be interesting. I guess they're going full blown with gimmicks. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens with that. You have to. There's a full Nelson open challenge with the Warlord. So uh, who will try and step up and break his? See if they can break his grip. I I'm not a fan of this segment. I think that this is stupid. Uh, the entire Warlord stuff is is overplayed. The full Nelson stuff is overplayed. The push Nelson. Thank God it's not a Warlord push Nelson uh, uh, challenge. Because then that would just be over the top. Um, yeah. So it should be a good event to go check out. Oh, you're also going to see... I think, I think it's what? played out to you because you get text messages from... One of the participants every single day about it. Possibly. Um, like yeah. for, for what? What was it? Two years now? One year now? Year I'm just so over it. I don't give a shit about uh, a Nelson. I don't give a shit about the Warlord. I was never a fan of the Warlord, A, And I don't care. What about Barbarian? Eh, I like the sidekick. <laughs> you like the sidekick? I like the sidekick. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, but even still, I'm just not a fan of this. Just just say it. You might as well say it. You don't like Jewish people. <laughs> Why, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> what was it supposed to mean? I don't know. We saw the Jewishosaurus make a video. Yeah. Well, yeah, make a video of trying to challenge the warlord, so. I mean, that's the only saving grace of this entire segment is the Jewishosaurus. Yeah. Jewishosaurus, we love you. You're our hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Sorry. Untouchables will also be in action. Taking on former Untouchable member Chris Payne, and Chris Payne will be teaming up with Craig Steele and Delroy Alexander. Yeah. So should be a interesting match. And there's there's more matches. Definitely check it out. The meet and greet starts at 6 p.m. 8 p.m. starts the live wrestling. That again is the Center Circle Soccer Dome in Rahway, New Jersey. Two twelve fifty five Main Street. Get there. Buy tickets. Uh, Definitely, yeah, go. Do you uh, do you have any uh, shameless plugs, Dave? For some reason, I thought you were going to ask me, do I believe in magic? And yes, I do. <laughs> They're playing Jones Beach. Shameless plugs. First shameless plug always goes to the people that promoted us during Monday Night Raw or throughout the entire week. I don't really give a shit. Okay, no during... reason to curse on our show. If it's what did he even just say? So there's no reason to curse on our show. <laughs> if it if it's not during Monday Night Raw, if it's on a Saturday, if it's on a Wednesday, as if long it's as on a Thursday, if it's on a Tuesday, if it's on a, Are you gonna a Friday, <laughs> uh, just for some reason I'm thinking in my head that I'm gonna say bless you. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you just promote us with a tweet, we appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm going to promote you right now. Uh, so go follow. Can you do it to the tune of the Mexican hat dance since it was just Cinco de Mayo? Or start with... Go follow Justin at... Sounds good? Is that right? Yeah, keep going. Ready? Restart. Go follow Justin at... At Justin De Rosa 316. Also go follow Eric at Montreal Beat Broski. That is MTL Broski on Twitter. Go also follow Jasmine 
at Reverse and Massage. She didn't comment on the episode. Hopefully, she's studying very hard. Also, go follow Steve <laughs> at Steve underscore of underscore Smeg. And then follow Eric, too. You can go check him out on Twitter at VoltVanderNerd. Also, while we're at it, go follow DJ on Twitter, too, at TheBigGuy underscore 15. He's a good guy, too. Also, go follow Justin at J underscore Mac 13. That was a mistake. His Twitter handle is actually J underscore Mac 13. Also, go follow at LegendKiller2K8. LegendKiller2K8. Also, they didn't promote us, but they do promote us very often. So go follow Team Awesome 418 on Twitter. Awesome people all around. Thank you very much for doing this. And now I'm going to move on to the next shameless plug. <laughs> that was my birthday present for you. Yeah, um, right. Birthday present. <laughs> uh, May 17th, On Point Wrestling Relentless will be taking place at Sportamore in Sewell, New Jersey. You're going to see the On Point Wrestling Championship Tournament continue. Uh, you'll see Joey Janela and a ton more in action. Go check them out on Twitter at On Point Wrestling and on Facebook, facebook.com slash On Point Wrestling. And my last shameless plug goes to the birthday boy himself, Brandon. I didn't see this one coming. So go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. That's BTTG161. And on a serious note, I want to thank Brandon for everything that he does do for this podcast. It does mean it does mean a lot for me. And uh, since we have started recording the podcast, I have grown very close to Brandon and he has become one of my best friends. Yes. What are you talking about? Overall, I just consider you... the podcast? Yeah. What the freak are you talking about? Because we started hanging out a lot and everything, I just consider you one of my best friends. We used to talk every single day when you were up in Oneonta. No, we didn't. Every single day. Uh, Every single day. And then you're like, no, I'm not doing Twitter anymore. I mean, uh, AIM. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I got off AIM. But, But, yeah. uh, Yeah, Brandon, you have any uh, shout-outs? Violent Rick, no K-R-I-C, uh, gets the first shout-out. Uh, I saw his review that he posted on a wrestling forum recently, and I absolutely, I really appreciated that. So thank you. Uh, Mike, who was previous, uh, pre- yeah, previously a guest host on Marking Out, gets the second shout-out, as he was actually the first person to wish me a happy birthday. So thank you for that. And my last is an anti-shout-out. That's going to Dave. Yes. I'm sure he's mad happy about getting this anti-shout-out. But he pissed me off on Wednesday night. Uh, He compared One Direction to Boys to Men. Boys to Men? Yeah. So, F you, Dave. Don't you mean Boys to Men? Well, Boys to Men. It came out as one word. Yeah. But yeah, so screw you for comparing One Direction of Boys well, to I'm Men. Well, I'm sorry. I can't sing Boys to Men uh, karaoke. But that's because you need more than one person. Uh, I debatable. No, it's not. But, uh, I mean, is there, a, is there, I guess, a time for our uh, mark out Wait, moment of the don't week? Do. We don't do that. What? We do. What it's we do? time for our...
Dave, take it away. The mark out moment of the week goes to the Barrett elbow. I don't know. What are you going to call it? Wade Barrett. Bad news Barrett. Now the doing the Jack yeah, cactus jack, the cactus elbow uh, during the pay-per-view and on Raw. About the... I, I love the fact that he does the cactus jack tribute. I like that he does the bang bang with bye, it. Bye bye. I just don't get why the commentators don't put Cactus Jack over. You have to pronounce it like that when you say it. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? The guy from like that? Hank Hill? What was that? <laughs> bang, bang. Bang, bang, Bobby. Damn it. Bang, bang. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It's not British. <laughs> right? That's not British. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was our, our show this week. What about you? Have a mark on already? Nah, that's All right, that's sufficient. Uh, Diane. Um, all right, you can go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTDG161. You can follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You can, you can go follow Carvel on Twitter at Carvel Ice Cream. I believe that's their Twitter handle. Uh, you can also go like us on Facebook at, well, no, Facebook.com slash out. You can go follow us on Twitter at MarkinOut, but you probably already know that. You can listen to past episodes on Markin'Out.com. And you can also leave comments on current episodes. Leave comments, leave comments. Oh, did we tell you yet? Yeah, leave comments. Um, and I think that's good. Do you think so? Yes, yeah, so I think it's about time that we say that we wish you the... The... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a 